Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Robert Kennedy III. Robert, you're the founder of RK3 International. You do coaching, you're a public speaker, and you've actually spoke for some of the biggest names on the planet. You're the host of the RK3 show, where you talk with guests about leadership and communication. Robert, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, man, it's a pleasure to be here. So can you share share with us a little bit about your journey and what you do today? So that's a loaded question, man. My journey is. Uh, give me, give me, we'll just take the Cliff's Note version yeah, for now. We'll, yeah, so we'll give you the Cliff Note version. Otherwise, we'd be here for a while. So I started out as a teacher. I was a teacher for 10 years, classroom teacher, uh, teaching biology and physics. And after that, I moved into the world of instructional design and started to build mm-hmm. online courses for organizations. Pretty soon, After that, the organization said, hey, can you not just build it? Can you teach us how to do it? And so I started to teach them and that morphed into teaching them about leadership and some of the content that I was building for some of them on. And after a while, I said, hey, I could do this even more professionally. So I got joined Toastmasters and did some different things and became more adept at public speaking. And so ended up where I am now, really working with speakers and leaders on how they can present their messages with more confidence. Uh, Robert, how much of public speaking is the hard skills of speaking and how much is you got to have a good system for getting great, like, let's, if you, if someone wants to earn money as a speaker, um, obviously you need to have a a great platform. You need to have a great message. That's important. Um, but what percentage of your time would you say is, you know, kind of fine tuning and, you know, kind of working on the message versus, you know, kind of building the system for getting great gigs and kind of the, you know, the the selling of that, the negotiation, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, you know what? There's there's a balance. There's a fine-tuned, fine, fine balance between that because uh, the honest truth is there are some people who I see that are not really great speakers, <laughs> but they can market like nobody's business. And so they're getting on stages, they're getting in organizations, they're, they're, they're making money at yeah. this thing. And then there are people that are phenomenal speakers, but they stink at marketing and nobody knows about them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I had to line them up, I would say, listen, make sure that you, you understand what it means to market because ultimately you're a business. Ultimately, you're a business. You're not just a storyteller or a speaker. You're a business. So learn how to sell that business. Learn how to serve people. Learn how to market. And as you, as you grow that, continue to grow your, your speaking cachet or your speaking skills as well. But I would line them up, market, <laughs> learn how to speak. Yeah. And, and, it will, and we'll kind of talk about best practices in a non-COVID-19 world. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll start there and then we'll kind of talk about, you know, the, the, the new world that we live in. Yeah. Um, but in, a, in the traditional sense, uh, let's say over like last year, what are best practices for the marketing side of it? Well, I mean, marketing ultimately comes down to, to visibility. Who, who was the person that you, 
you they heard from last, right? So do you have systems in place for follow-up? Do you have sequences in place? Do you have automation inside of your, your CRMs? You know, where are the places that you are visible? Is it is it LinkedIn? Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Have you chosen a platform or two or three that you're going to show up on consistently? Because that's the word, consistently. I can't show up on Facebook one week, then Instagram the next week, and then LinkedIn the next week. And then it's another three weeks that goes by before I show up on any of them. I've got to have some consistency with where I am. And that's easier, especially when you're starting out by choosing a platform or two or three that you're really going to knock out of the ballpark and, and just blow it out so that you can really start to, to plant your flag there. Yeah. Um, what do you, what would you recommend in terms of like, I don't know if it's harder to do the, the lead gen and the outreach is, is what generally goes into that for most, for most successful speakers. If let's say they don't want to hire a really expensive speaker bureau, which probably is not going to be a good fit for most speakers anyway, in the, in the first half of their life. Yeah. Well, I mean, these days, because speaker bureaus make money on the speaker fee, the speaker bureaus really want only the speakers that are really commanding the higher fees anyway. So as far as saying, I'm going to hire a speaker bureau, most of the time, you're not going to be able to do that. Speaker bureaus really come looking for you these days, right? Mm. And so if they're looking for you, that means you're in the upper echelon anyway. But most of us are not there. It's kind of like real life, that 1% versus 99% thing, right? And so as a speaker, what are the things that I need to do? I need to, again, going back to visibility. How can I do that? How can I show up on platforms? Is there content that I can create regularly that I can get in front of my target prospect? Is that written content? Am I writing blogs? Am I using the blog feature on LinkedIn? Am I publishing content there? Am I publishing on YouTube? Am I sharing that with some of my, my, my prospects and, and decision makers? I've got to be doing those things regularly. Yeah. What about um, like outreach and lead gen? What, is, it, is it just simple as uh, finding, you know, just doing internet searching and looking for companies like, you know, I love speaking to manufacturing yeah. companies about improving systems. And so therefore, you know, you just start putting together a spreadsheet, you start your outreach and, and then um, you identify who you want to work with. I hope you don't mind me kind of being, you know, in no, the that, that's why we're doing this. Is, this. I, this is the stuff that I hear from a lot of speakers is they, yeah. it's like, man, there's so much great information and yeah. so many wonderful teachers, Robert, like yourself, who teach about, you know, the fundamentals of speaking. And then of course, Toastmasters, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, but the business of speaking is, I, I do hear a lot of concerns from aspiring speakers. They're like, yeah. ah, how do I get the gigs? Yeah. Well, I mean, there some of that is is about comfort level and some of it is really about the time and investment. So, for when I talk about comfort level, some speakers will swear and live by cold calling. Yeah. Man, I hate cold calling. Yeah. I absolutely hate it. I mean, there's speakers that were, man, I've been in business for 29 years, 30 years. That's how I built my business. Yeah. And 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 that works for them. And and there's some people that don't like it. And as a matter of fact, there's some businesses, decision makers, they hate cold calls too. So how some? do you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love getting cold calls all day long. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, so how do you get in front of these people then? I mean, and so it goes back to what we were saying earlier. How do you create, find number one, find out what their needs are. Find out what's floating their boat. Find out what's keeping them up at, my, at night and causing them to flip out during the day, right? And yeah. if I can find that out, ah, now I've got a bit of content that I can write something about, I can create videos about, I can share that in front of people about. And when I call someone or when I send someone a LinkedIn message, I'm not selling them. I'm saying to them, hey, I heard you, I know you have this problem. I know you have this challenge. Here's something that I, that I shared about it recently. Let me know what you think about it. Yeah. Um, so Robert, when, can you, like, when did you start, share, uh, kind of start your speaking career and how, what would you say? Like if someone would say, come on, what, what are your secrets? Um, <laughs> like what, <laughs> uh, how have you been able to grow it to such a successful level? Right. So, I mean, I don't know if I have a hard and fast line about when the speaking career started. It just kind of evolved from teaching into training into, you know, adding the keynotes in Mm -hmm. after a little while. I would say I probably added keynotes in formally maybe about five years ago. Yeah. Right. But before that, I mean, I, I and that's because as I was looking at it, I thought that keynote speaking was what made you a professional speaker. Mm. <laughs> right? I was like, that's the thing. You're on stage. That's the sexy looking thing. Right, like, right, yeah, right. Everybody's got to do that. But when I look at it, I've been speaking for a very long time. I've, yeah. been, I've been a professional speaker. I've been a corporate trainer. I've been, I've been speaking on stages for a very long time. So you know, how, how did I get that? How do I, how did I begin to get business with that? Some of that was different things, being on internet forums, asking questions for answering questions for people that worked in organizations who then said, Hey, can we hire you to talk about this? Mm. I I see that you were helpful to this person over there. Can, can you tell me a little bit more uh, about that? You know, so uh, having, I guess the heart of service or coming from that place is really the biggest thing that I would say to people. Find people that you can help and then doggone it, help them. Yeah, (laughs) I I, I can't underline that enough. And and so, you know, in in my study of understanding consumer behavior over 13 years, I can tell you that consumers are far smarter than Mm -hmm. than I think a lot of marketers give audiences credit. Uh, And, you know, we all know how to use the internet. And so we, if we like someone, and let's say we're you know talking on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn and yeah. and you participate and you help someone or answer someone's question uh, and and all you did is you said, "Hey, you know I've been professionally speaking for ten years. Let me give you my advice on that right. that's all you have to do, and then you give a really thorough like you knock it out of the park on your help that's all you have to do. That's the best commercial you could possibly make, in my opinion, because people are like, I really love the value that they offer. They clearly know what they're talking about. And, oh, look, if I hover over his name or I look at that picture right there, I can (laughs) click on it and it goes right to your profile. And on your profile, well, there's a link to your website. There's a link to everything you need. There's photos. There's more examples of your work. Um, That's how business gets done right. uh, today, uh, and and consumers love checking people out. So yeah. if you know that in advance, and then you just go around and be a nice person, that's like, in my opinion, I think that's the perfect business model for 2020 and beyond. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and people are, they, they're, they're checking you out. They're looking for different things. They're looking for consistency. They're looking for integrity. They're looking to see, are you saying something here and then doing something different over there? Is, mm-hmm. is your real goal, is your only goal to put your hand in their pockets? I mean, and that's kind of what people are looking to see because there's so many options. Right. They, they, right. I mean, they, every everything you need is an Internet search away. It's a few clicks and a few a few types or a few taps and a click away from yeah. you. Right. And so, you know, Amazon will tell you it's one click. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's so much that is out there. But people really are drawn to authenticity. They're they're yes. drawn to people who want to actually help them and don't feel my daughter uses this, this word. She says, this, this new word is called cringy. <laughs> yeah, I actually used that this morning and I had an interview that didn't go very well. And I told, I told Elisa who, who booked the uh, gentleman, I'm like, yeah, that was really cringy. Yeah. You know, because I'll tell you why, right? Because he got on and instantly just went into sales mode. Right. And I'm like, I had to stop it twice. And I said, listen, you know, that's just, I, I, my job is, I want my audience to get a lot of value. Yeah. And I also want you to look good as a guest. Like, it's yeah. really important for my guests to look really, really good. And yeah. I think it would have just been embarrassing for him. And wow. I'm like, this is not going well, but, uh, you know, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but Robert, on the other hand, this is one of the best interviews I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, you like my background. That's why. Yes, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, uh, so if you're watching this on YouTube where you can find, uh, just uh, go to upmyinfluence.com and in our lower left-hand corner, you can find our YouTube channel. So you can watch Robert. You got to see Robert's setup. Um, let's talk about that a little bit because yeah. right now the world of speaking is a, ah, it's a little... Uh, a lot of people are kind of rightly concerned and there's so much opportunity for speakers who say, you know what? I'm a master at virtual summits. Uh, I can give that, you know, it's like when meeting planners hire a speaker, they have a certain outcome that they are hoping that they can get from their investment in that speaker. And so if you're a polished speaker and you can say, listen, I can deliver a very similar experience and similar outcomes online because I'm so adept at this and I've got everything all set up. Like you've got a great set all there. Um, I think that this is really where a lot of opportunity is for speakers is to say, I can give you that virtual experience at one, you know, third the price uh, because I get to just be from home, but I still get to have the big impact. And so you can just pipe me through zoom to your entire company and uh, that way we could do Q&A. I could collect questions so much easier. I mean, it, it's, I think it's really exciting for speakers who adapt to this. Yeah, and, and, and the unfortunate, but maybe the fortunate part is that not every speaker is. There are a lot right. of speakers who have not been able to make that switch. They kind of feel like, oh, the same thing that I do in person should work in the same way online. And mm. you're not always realizing that this is kind of like a relationship, right? There's a lot to choose from. People are scrolling through feeds. They're just kind of doing the quick swipe, boom, and everything's going up and down. And then everything looks the same. And then they pause when there's that one thing that looks a little bit different. So meeting planners kind of look at the same thing. Okay, am I hiring the speaker? If they're listening to their keynote on silent, what does it look like? 
What does it look like? Does it look like this person is a professional? Does it just look like this person is going to be able to deliver value? Does it look like this person is concerned about the details? Yeah. Because the visual appearance, people uh, see you before they fully experience you. Oh, yeah. And how quickly, Robert, does do you think someone judges a speaker? <laughs> Almost immediately. Two seconds you walk out on the stage, the yeah. way they're walking, what yep. they're wearing. Oh, I know all about what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and especially now where there's so much online, there's so many yeah. different things to choose from. Give, make it easier for yeah. the meeting planner. Make it easier for the decision maker or that organizational person who has the ability to hire you. Make it easier for them by, by showing up in a professional way. It's not, you, you wouldn't go in person in, in, in ripped jeans unless it was that type of an audience. But the majority of speakers wouldn't go in, in, in a t-shirt. <laughs> you wouldn't go in one of those, uh, something with mustard stains on it. You wouldn't do that, right? You would yeah. show up in a suit or you'd show up in a way that really reflects your brand and allows that audience to connect with you because they see you, they know that they're going to get value and they know that you're an expert at what you do. And maybe there's a problem that they have that you can help them solve. Yeah. Um, You know, and another thing too is, you know, as a speaker, you know, we've been talking about this, but you know, uh, we're one click away. I, you know, I remember seeing a keynote speaker a couple of years ago and they were talking about their amazing social media strategy. And I'm like, okay, well, let me go check them out. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Um, so they did a really, really great sales presentation to the meeting planner. Cause I'm looking at it and I'm like, oy vey, man, it's uh, not a lot going on here. Yeah. Yeah, and so, that, that's important. So we, we need to be mindful of our total online presence. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And be very intentional about it. And one of the things that I had to recognize is that I could not do that all by myself. Yeah. I couldn't do it all by myself. I was trying to manage all the stuff. And, you know, I, I, I had to ultimately hire someone, a social media assistant. Initially, yeah. it was my daughter. She was, I was just saying, hey, sweetie, can you post quotes for me? And she would she would create these images and she put them on social media because yeah. I was busy doing the business. I, I was mm-hmm. busy speaking. I was busy training. I couldn't handle all of those different things. And so, you know, she did that. She's in high school. And then ultimately I got a, a social media manager. And so she's working with the social media manager to do some different things because, you know, I, I forgot who said it, but no man is an island, man. No man yeah. stands alone. You cannot do this thing by yourself. You want success. There's this African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. So I've I've had to get a team. I've had to get other people to help me do this thing. Yeah. Um, And Robert, uh, one thing that you talk a lot about is, uh, you know, building a, a brand story. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Right. So people connect with you based on an experience and and how closely that experience aligns with something that stirs an emotion in them. What you want to do with your brand story is remind people of an experience that they've had. Mm. Okay. You want to allow them to not just remind them, but you also want them to understand that you know where they are because you've experienced something similar or something identical. So therefore the path that you're on, the journey that you're on, the thing that you, that you sell, the thing that you do, the thing that you produce is not simply because you're trying to take money out of their pocket, but it comes out of a need that you had that you're able to, uh, to, to, to connect with. 
okay, w- with where they are. And mm-hmm. so it's really important to have that story framed and, and, and shared and structured. So it's not just a ramble. It's not just this thing that you kind of throw out. It's not just a product, but it's really a human experience that you're looking to share. Yeah. Um, so uh, what are the steps to doing that? Ah, so uh, there, there, I mean, it, and you got one minute. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. So I'll give, I'll give you the short version. There, there are a few different types of stories. There are a lot of different types of story, but you're talking about brand story. And one of the things that I talk about quite often is a signature story for mm-hmm. a speaker. So there are four things that you really want to look at if you're, look, if you're looking to create a signature story. The first thing that you can do to uncover that signature story is look for something that you've conquered. Okay, so that's your first thing. Look for mm-hmm. something that you've conquered. The second thing that you want to look for is a conflict. What's broken? What is messed up? What needs to be fixed? Okay, and that's, that's you're looking at your life. Mm-hmm. The third thing that you want to look at is, is context. What was happening? What brought all of this stuff about? And then the fourth step, once you have gotten those three things, is that fourth C. I've, I've got a lot of Cs here. I like alliteration. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. That, that call to action or that close. Because a brand story or a signature story is not just a story that you tell. It is a strategic message that is used to enhance a brand or a thought or an experience. So there's intention behind this. So again, something you've conquered, the conflict, context, and then a call to action. What is it that you want them to do? Yeah, Uh, it's a great formula. So Robert, where would someone go to, uh, I I know you have so much more that that you could be sharing and talking about, but uh, where do we send people? So if they're like, I I really like what Robert has to share. I want more. I want to learn particularly more about, you know, building that signature story. Um, Where do we go? Uh, So I am on all social media as Robert Kennedy 3. That's really yeah. easy. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Robert Kennedy 3. Easy to find me there. You can also find me on my website, robertkennedy3.com. However, there is also a special place that I love to hang out, and that's called the Storytellers Growth Lab. You can go there. It's on Facebook, or you can go to storytellersgrowthlab.com, and it'll lead you in there. As a matter of fact, for your listeners, here's what I'll yeah. do. I will share with you a link that gets them into a free email course that outlines the same steps that I just mentioned to you about the signature mm-hmm. story and how to unlock that and begin to utilize that in your branding and your messaging. Fantastic. Well, Robert Kennedy 3, thank you so much for joining us again. You're the founder of RK3 International. You're a prolific public speaker. Uh, <laughs> again, you've spoken with some of the biggest names. Uh, you're the host of the RK3 show. Is that so that's a podcast? Yes, that's a podcast. Oh, so right now you're in your podcast directory. Just search for RK3, the number three, RK3 show, and you can hear more from Robert Kennedy 3, where you talk about leadership and communication. Robert, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, 
We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.